0: Welcome to NCBA's Cattleman's Call Podcast with host Lane Nordland. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cattleman's Call Podcast. Lane Nordland here, and we're broadcasting today from the Microtechnologies Cattleman's Connection booth at the 2022 Cattle Industry Convention an NCBA trade show and obviously this show is coming out after the event wrapped up in Houston, Texas, but over 6,000 cattlemen and women attending the event, learning about the latest innovations in the industry on the trade show floor and learning through the cattlemen's colleges, but also I'm excited today to be joined by one of the key advocates in the industry here today, California's Marky Hageman. Uh, she joins us here today. Thanks for being with us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: And also uh, joining uh, Markey and I is Chandler Mulvaney with the... NCBA. Thanks for being here. That's right.
2: Thank you, Lane. We appreciate the time to chat a little bit about advocacy.
0: Also, we have Paul Debedal with us here today, with also with NCBA. And uh, what, Paul, what is your uh, position with NCBA?
3: So, I exclusively work on the Masters of Beef Advocacy Program, which is um, the ones who awarded Marky our Advocate of the Year award this year. She had an outstanding nomination and well deserved
0: great and Chandler yourself a quick introduction as well with your role with uh, NCBA
2: yeah excellent follow-up so uh, for everybody listening my name is Chandler Mulvaney and I lead our grassroots advocacy and spokesperson development program so Paul and I work very closely together on a day-to-day basis and it's just an absolute pleasure to uh, take everything from our collective experiences growing up in the beef community and then mm-hmm. apply that to our passion for for advocacy and making sure that the beef community is safeguarded in in the best way possible.
0: And the best way to to safeguard is to educate and have those folks that... uh are true advocates getting out on so many different platforms in person on social media and engaging not only with other producers but with those consumers as well and, and Markey, uh, uh before we talk about being uh, advocate of the year well, let's just talk about your background growing up in agriculture and uh, your journey to becoming an advocate and also advocate of the year
1: Well, so I guess long story short, um, I didn't grow up in the ranching industry. I didn't grow up in production ag. Um, I grew up riding horses and I actually ended up, you know, moving to Alabama and I joined the cattlemen's there and I fell in love with the industry and my mom and my stepdad really helped like nurture that Mm -hmm. Um, they my dad my stepdad has a commercial herd and you know they got married when I was older so I had nothing to do with it but um, I lived with them and I got to see what he did on a day-to-day basis and I realized pretty quickly that there were there's a lot of misinformation about agriculture and ranching you know in just everywhere in society Mm -hmm. and I decided I had a knack for social media, and I thought, I could tell stories. I can be that advocate. And somewhere along the way, I decided I'm going to have my own cattle. So I started my own herd, my own cow-calf herd in 2020, and I'm slowly growing it. We had so our cool. First, I know. We had our first calving season, and we survived that, thankfully. Um, and that was just this past Christmas. So
0: So when, when I just think that's so cool because so many people would maybe be – a little hesitant to, to step up and advocate and, and think, oh, I just haven't been involved in the industry my whole life, yada, yada, yada. But that's just somebody's preconceived notion. And, and for you to come in and say, you know what? I want my own herd. I want to talk about what my mom and stepdad do. What, what really drove you to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to talk about what I'm doing along the way and, and truly advocate for the industry.
1: Well, just because I think people just want to vilify ranchers and I felt like I, I I wanted to have like a very, um, unbiased viewpoint of it because I come from, you know, not knowing the ranching industry. Um, and I've seen, you know, the more intricate parts of it and I've, I know, you know, tons and tons of ranchers and I wanted to, because I know how intimidating it is to share your story. I'm scared all the time to be posting what I post, but I knew that it was important because people need to see that, and someone has to step up. Someone has to. So I just decided I'm going to insert myself. I'm going to learn what I need to learn, and I'm just going to continue to show up. And it's turned out pretty well, I think. It's just, you know, I'm constantly having to, like, fight that fear and just realize that there's a bigger purpose I'm serving. Who are
0: some of the folks out there that have helped you fight through that fear? Uh, Being a mentor, uh, educational resources, uh, let's just talk about the the folks that are are a support system for you as well.
1: Well, I'm going to start with these two guys next (laughs) to me, um, which Chandler and I just recently started working together with, you know, this program, but we knew each other in Alabama and, um, you know, I... I was really thankful for the MBA program because that's the very first thing I did with advocacy. You know, that's the first thing I I went to when I realized that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I completed my certificate in 2017. And I learned so much r- about the beef industry and just like, you know, educating, or I guess educating is not the great word, but you know, connecting with consumers through the Masters of Beef Advocacy Program. Um, so ever since then ever you know since 2017 I've been able to reach out to anyone and say hey I need a resource for this or mm-hmm. you know I can go to our Facebook page or you know I can go to the beef it's what's for dinner website and those have been really great resources for me um, but otherwise like my my cattle women's group uh, they've been amazing I have learned so much from them and they're constantly like supporting me and helping me and you know teaching me how to do things and you know like my mom and my stepdad, you know, they, they've, they continue to be a great role model. So I just try to like, you know, get material from all these people that I've known throughout the years and it's been really great, really beneficial.
0: So what has been one of the most uh, popular posts or, or uh, uh, you know, message that you've shared out there on these different platforms?
1: Well, so for anyone not familiar with my uh, social media page, it's Girls Eat Beef Too and I do a lot of memes, uh, and one of my most popular memes actually is a scene from *Miss Congeniality*, <laughs> and it's where she's up on stage, and then um, oh, I forget what the actor's name is that's asking her this question. But you know, he says, "What is? What is?" You know, is it
0: William Shatner? Yes, yeah, there yeah, yeah, go. yeah.
1: There you go. How did I forget that? Um, but you know, it, he's asking her like, "What? What does society need?" and like so she answers you know whatever she answers and then she's like in world peace um, but i turned that around and i said you know uh, consumers need to be able to like connect with their ranchers and they need to like search for you know where their food comes from and like learn about it before they just judge the industry and um, so that's been one of my most popular uh... posts but my memes are probably my most my most popular things and i just turn you know, things that are like more pop culture related and I turn those into agriculture and I think that's just a really cool like bridge. It's just a really cool connecting piece. So I think that, that content goes over well.
0: How many uh, impressions did you get on that one, do you think, Fr- just from, you know, you putting it out there and not from people stealing it probably and putting it out there too at the <laughs> screenshot, but but just yourself?
1: You know, I'm not a great social media uh, manager in that sense because <laughs> I haven't looked at the impressions. I know I had, in the first time I posted it, I had um, almost 3,000 likes on that one. Um, and then I posted it again since then. Yeah. But um, I would have to look at my impressions because I don't know. I know I get, I get a lot of engagement, but... It was fun. You
0: know what's frustrating, though, as I mentioned, when folks do steal content and memes and don't give credit or or back? Because I shared one. I had this picture of this T-bone steak uh, that I had, and it's when everyone was getting all all upset about Bill Gates' comments about Mm -hmm. uh, uh, consuming... uh, um, alternative uh, protein, or uh, 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 alternatively raised protein, and I just said, don't focus on Bill Gates's comments. Let's take this as an opportunity to mm-hmm. advocate for industry. Industry, I got a lot of shares, and then another group shared it and had 123,000 shares. I saw oh the other day. This is over a year ago. That's wow. frustrating, though, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah, I've had I've had someone actually take a meme that I created and recreate it themselves with their their logo on it. Yeah. And luckily, I, uh, I I have the bravery uh, of, I don't know, a warrior or something. And I reached out to them and I said, that's not okay. Yeah. But yeah, it does happen. It happens a lot. So. What,
0: what's your advice for someone tuning in that has accidentally maybe just wanted to share that on social media? Maybe it's a certain generation that uh, likes to do that. I, I've kind of ran into that. What uh, What's your advice and, and what's your plea f- with folks just to make sure people get credit? As a part of, because it is a part of advocacy, and it's great to get a little bit of credit on that.
1: Oh yeah, well, it's kind of like it's your creative work, right? And you feel like you want to have that recognition because it. I I could sit there for hours and hours trying to come up with a meme. Like it, it's a lot of work, and it's more emotional than you think. Um, and so when someone does that, I just try to post like hey guys, I love that you're supporting my work. Um, just try to tag me if you can. And I reach out to those, you know, other organizations and other, you know, people who share it and then, you know, don't really give the appropriate credit. And I just try to be understanding like, hey, I know you love this, but, you know, can you just like tag me next time? Most people are very understanding if mm-hmm. you're just like, you know, really, um, you know, approachable about yeah. it.
0: Well, uh I guess I should let Chandler and Paul say some stuff, too. Yeah, I guess um, they're, they're just kind of sitting. No. Uh, We're just here to listen. That's and okay. uh, obviously, uh, and again, congratulations on uh, getting that recognition of Advocate of the Year. But uh, uh, Ch- Chandler, do you want to talk more about what that award entails? Or, or is that Paul? Do, who, who wants to cover that?
2: I, I think I was just going to speak a little bit on, you know, the testament of the connection within the beef yeah. community. And so I know Mark, you mentioned that both of us, obviously having a connection to Alabama and Alabama Cattlemen's Association and so as someone who grew up in that environment of of interacting as not only a member of a state-based beef council but also of NCBA and having that connection with Markey I think back when I was in high school or early college years and and we're both around the kind of that same chapter of life just goes to show uh, how incredible one's journey can be starting to share in, in this case, her story. And so I just want to elevate that and make sure that that's, that's known to everyone listening. And yeah. so to Markie's, uh just recognition with the MBA Advocate of the Year is, is just really neat to see her, her progress and her her advancements and sharing those stories on behalf of beef producers in, in a really neat yep. way. Yep. But I'll let Paul talk a little bit about the MBA program.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think first I want to say, too, that I think Markie, the m the MBA Advocate of the Year Award is really geared at recognizing advocates who they embody really what it means to be a beef advocate and, and sharing their story and, and sharing content that will connect with consumers mm-hmm. and, and getting that message out there. And I think Marky really embodies that. Um, I first met Marky a few years ago when I actually had just started at NCBA a month into the job. Um, and she came in for our top of the class program at the time. And she stood out to me then. And I think as Chandler said too, it's been, it's been cool over these last couple of years to see that progression and to see her continue to grow. Um, and and share out the resources that we're sharing um in mba just like she had mentioned and, and talked about before that the mba program is here to to help um advocates to to better share their story with resources and whether that's completing the modules here at the front end but we want to continue to inform them and, and give them the tools that they need and, and Marky takes those tools and runs with them
0: and you know my wife gets really mad at me she has a jurist doctorate she's a lawyer and uh so obviously, she's worked her butt off with degrees, but I always tell people, like, I have an MBA. Mm. She goes, Lane. <laughs> I'm like, I have an MBA, a Masters in Beef Advocacy. But you right. know, it's been quite some time since I've gone through that program, what are some options? Refresher courses, yeah. what's kind of that, that timeline? Because it's so important though for folks to, to understand uh, sharing facts, sharing science, and science is changing all the time. And that's a big part of MBA is just being able to share the real facts about beef.
3: Absolutely. Well, um, if it's been a couple of years since someone has gone through and completed MBA, um, about a year ago, actually last February, um, we launched a whole new set of modules um, called MBA Next Gen so the model, the modules that you went through a couple years ago don't look the same, it's got a new feel it's a better user experience um, we've put updated current facts, it takes less time to go through it now, each uh, module, um, which there's five of them, take about half an hour to go through but it's self-paced at your own time when you've got got a chance, you can go in, do one at a time or all of them um, together uh, as well, so it's definitely encourage if you haven't checked it out to check it out or if it's been a while check it out, we've got updated information in there
2: and I think just to continue on, on, on Paul's positive comments about the MBA program, we also offer a lot of in-person trainings that are customizable to either state beef councils, affiliates, and yeah. organizations that are involved in, in the agriculture or even in the non-agriculture space because taking the stories similar to Markey and other advocates that have progressed their way through the MBA and are now certified and, and want to learn more and engage at a higher level, um, we are just excited. And again, it's such an honor just to be able to train and equip and prepare those advocates and, and sharing their stories with media.
0: Well, and that's one thing, too, is uh, uh, when, like, I, I always use myself as, as an example because, oh, I, I know myself. Oh, I think I do. But when when I travel so much, they people see you in a cowboy hat walking around, and mm-hmm. they always ask those questions. And I know I, I try to go back and find those resources just to refresh Uh, my memory because I talk for a living but sometimes you need to have that little dossier Mm -hmm. uh, to be able to look Mm -hmm. at that and talk about the different aspects of corn fed production of grass fed production of water usage and uh, there might be folks thinking well I've I've ranched my whole life I don't need you we're not we're not uh questioning your credibility and your experience and your hard work but it's just something to give you that upper edge when someone is asking you
2: why do you produce beef? I think it's so important to point out. Sure, and and I couldn't agree more. And I think it'd be interesting to hear Marky's perspective as as an advocate who's out there actively doing this on a daily basis. But I think what's always interesting, anytime you're in a producer environment, and this is no discredit to the stories that need to be shared and, and that need to be continually improved as we engage as advocates. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in sharing our stories that we, we forget to stay on message. And so it's so easy to just... Uh, you know, share what would have been a a 20 to 25 second Mm soundbite. And then that turns into uh, a two and a half minute story and people have disengaged. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Marky.
1: Well, I think it just, it like, it finesses your ability to share that message. And I think that's important because having a clear, like cohesive um, message is going to make the advocacy, you know, efforts stronger. Mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, like it just, it, it's beneficial because you you have to know i think there's a disconnect between producers and consumers because sometimes the producers think the consumer consumers want to know something that they really don't want to know yeah. and so like the mba program is really good about really focusing your attention on the the important things that people are asking and then you know helping you answer that because you don't want to have to like rely on your experience all the time like you want to know just a really good like Professional answer because sometimes that's just going to be the most effective message. Yep.
0: And just imagine when the founders, uh, the, when the concept of uh, MBA first came around, there wasn't social media that, to the to the extent and mm-hmm. uh, whatnot. And who would have believed that a meme? And everyone thinks meme has to be funny. Memes are just just anything that shares information, whether that's knowledge or humor. So how has uh, MBA and its resources and your knowledge changed and grown on your social media following? I mean, how big is your following?
1: So I just hit 14,000 yesterday, um, and that's exciting because, you know, I was not active on it for the first couple of years that I had it in (laughs) 2017. Um, Top of the class was when I really, like, honed in on my message and was able to create – basically, I rebranded. But the MBA program has helped me because – I've been able to utilize that information that I've learned and use the community that I, I think that's the most important thing is the community that I've, you know, found through that because those people, the the people who have been advocating for years and you know, they are like multi generational ranchers, they've been able to support me mm-hmm. and been able to like say you're what you're doing is great, like share I'm gonna share your stuff. And so I think the community has been the most important thing um, to grow my following. It's not me. I don't think it's me that's doing it because I'm not great with social media and, you know, that kind of aspect. I don't follow a lot of the trends, but being able to um, network and have those connections and the people who do care about my message and just really focusing on my story, like my vulnerability and like what's unique to me. So many other people are resonating with that. And that's what's important
0: I, I like that's what I, that vulnerability I think is so important because there probably is people brand new to agriculture maybe they've uh, married a spou- their spouse their is in agriculture maybe their neighbors in agriculture and they're starting their own herd or just in, into the uh, wanting to get into the rural lifestyle what what is your message to people in general that are just hesitant about being an advocate thinking they can't do it
1: So I actually, last night, I got to meet a couple different women who are in their collegiate cattle uh, women's groups or cattlemen's groups. And it was nice because they were telling me kind of the same thing. They said, I'm not in, you know, the cattle industry. I'm, you know, I'm getting my animal science degree or, you know, I, someone came from, you know, sheep background. And they asked me, like, you know, what advice do you have? And for me, honestly, the only thing I've been able to really like rely on is the fact that I, I'm just fearless about it. I'm, I'm, I, like I said earlier, I'm inserting myself. I'm taking it, I'm taking that responsibility and saying, I'm going to do this regardless of what anyone else thinks. For me, it's just, you have to be stubborn. You have to be stubborn. I think to be in any part of this industry, you have to just be like, I'm going to do this no matter how I need to, I'm going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But just being practical about it, I think like with advocacy and beginner ranching stuff, you are going to make mistakes. You have to start out small, you have to start out just trying to learn as you go Mm -hmm. and again being willing to you know make mistakes being willing to be you know exposing yourself a little bit with advocacy and ranching you have to do that that's the only way you can grow that's the only way you connect with people that's that's what it is it, there's no secret like ingredient or anything like that it's just you got you got to do it
0: i'm so much enjoying our conversation but we are just going to pause and take a quick commercial break for today's podcast sponsor from our friends Micro Technologies. Micro Technologies is the leading provider of advanced, comprehensive, and integrated animal management systems and solutions for beef producers. Since 1971, Micro has established an unparalleled track record of delivering meaningful technology solutions based upon a business philosophy centered around three principles innovation, value creation, and service. MicroSteam is driven to understand and provide customized solutions to the dynamically changing needs of your business. Reach out to your local representative today or find us online at microtechnologies.com. And again, a big thank you to our friends at Microtechnologies for sponsoring our podcast booth here at the Cattleman's Connection booth and today's podcast as well. I'm excited today to be joined by one of the key advocates in the industry here today, California's Marky Hageman. So how has participating in the MBA program, uh, being an advocate on social media, how has that made you a better cattle producer in your young venture?
1: Well, okay, so I started MBA and BQA at the same time um, in 2017. I got both of those, you know, certifications like right away. Everything I knew about the beef industry was from those two platforms at that time because I didn't know in 2017 I didn't know the different breeds of cattle I didn't know the different sectors I didn't know cow calf I didn't know stalker background or I didn't know any of that um so and of course I didn't know I'm gonna admit this guys I am not good in the kitchen I am not good in the kitchen so I
0: am though so <laughs> okay oh, c- well yeah. you'll you'll make up that. for that yeah, okay yeah, yeah. but
1: like so you know masters of beef advocacy isn't just about ranching it's about you know actual like nutrition of beef and like How do you prepare it in the kitchen? What are the best cuts? And I was not, I am not good with that. My fiance is the one who takes control of that. But those messages, like, it taught me a lot about that. Like, now I can kind of, um, you know, communicate with people about, like, here's what you should look for, like, in your meat. Here's what, you know, the nutritional, like, you know, profile of steak is. And that's really important because, you know, it helps it helps make an advocate diverse you know because some people can be really strong ranchers maybe not very great in the kitchen or vice versa maybe it's people who don't have any cattle but they you know have they love they're a chef or you know they just love to cook they're a mom that loves to cook and so like the mba program really helps just round you out and it teaches you everything about that so that was a very, very crucial tool that, I mean, I still use. I need to go back through and uh, do the program again because it's all updated, <laughs> right? But, um, and, you know, BQA, I have to, you know, redo every three years, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. But those two things have been, like, just instrumental yep. in everything I've done. Like, that is why I'm here.
0: Can, can I ask uh, your fiancé, were, were they involved in agriculture? or uh, Are they a part of your venture, too? Were they off doing their own thing?
1: Well, they he is a uh, part of the venture whether he wants to be or not, <laughs> uh, because I I need him. He's uh, big enough to handle my cabs. Um, <laughs> he was actually he's in the wine industry in California. Really? Yes. Yeah, so we actually make wine uh, with his family. So having
0: a good cab solve.
1: We do. We do. We make cabs. Cab salve. Stop by sometimes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on over. Okay. It's uh, we'll be serving it at our wedding. So feel free to stop by. I, I, I uh, sing at
0: weddings, so maybe I'll just come be your Adam Sandler.
1: There you go. You know what? We need someone. So you're hired.
2: Uh, Why not just do a, a live podcast yeah, from we, the wedding? We, we could narr- do that. interview yes, your guests. Yes, um, yeah. Pa- Paul and I could actually just, we,
0: we and Chandler Chandler could be the field reporter, and Paul yes. and I, it could be like almost like a golf tournament where we're talking oh, yeah. really softly right up yeah. there. Yes, just I love, love narrating wheel. the whole oh. thing. <laughs> Narrate my whole thing. Flowing in the wind. There's a hint of beef in the air as the prime rib cooks mm. slowly across the way. <laughs> okay, sorry, getting back on... Uh, so he's in the wine business as well.
1: Yes, he, he did not. It's I just joke about it because he is not an animal guy yeah. whatsoever. And I've made him that way, um, but he's very supportive. And I think that's important. We round each other out.
0: So uh, w- with your operation, are there plans to do a uh, farm to plate to serve some wine with it? What, what is the future of your operation? And what do you call your operation?
1: So my like cattle side is bar in bar. Cattle Co that's just you know my brand there Um, we do plan on having a direct consumer beef business Um, we have like I said we have our first calves on the ground so we'll um, we have two bull calves that will be you know Selling and you know offering for beef later on this year. Um, eventually, I would love to incorporate the wine and the beef. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister is actually a winemaker, so uh, we have everything that we need to you know have that. But that's long term. Yeah. Um, so right now, I'm just I am slowly growing. I have less than ten head. Um, I'm just trying to get a grasp on everything that you know it takes to be a rancher and we're trying to learn how to expand in California uh, which you know presents its own challenges but right now I'm just kind of enjoying like learning everything about it and just falling more in love with the beef industry.
0: Uh, Marky, how in your opinion can consumers be advocates for us as well? I've had some really good interactions. Actually, speaking of D.C., I've been to D.C. and met a person from Chicago that was a part of the Biden administration that uh, walked up to me because I was wearing a cowboy hat. And when I'm out public speaking, I share this story. So I'm not giving too much away here on this because, you know, I like being a keynote speaker at events, guys. But uh, she was such a huge advocate for the beef industry because she had met other producers she'd met farmers and ranchers and she had done her research as well in mm. the benefits of beef and its nutrition nutritional value she can be more of an advocate than i can with her friends in the big city of chicago what what is your take on that on how consumers how you can help educate consumers so they can be advocates for us as well
1: well, to me, everything's about the connection. Like, I have to have that relationship with people, and I think it goes both ways, right? The, the consumer, you know, should have a relationship, too. If, if they're interested in where their food comes from and they, they care about that, then I hope that they are doing that research. I hope that if they find my platform in whatever way, that they feel welcomed to ask questions and i have people who do message me and they do ask questions and some of them are very difficult questions you know the controversial stuff and to me it's all about just transparency i there i cannot be the kind of person that just like sugarcoats things i i have to be real that's just me um and so with consumers i hope that they f- they can find someone that they trust and i know that's hard especially like I live in California and people think that that's not, you know, heavily agriculture, but (laughs) it is. I mean, I live in, you know, one of the biggest agricultural places of the world. And, you know, luckily most of our, you know, most of my consumers, most of the people that are going to buy my beef product are coming from that. So they kind of know. So like with my conversation, it's probably going to be more about, grass-fed versus grain-finished, right? Like, I'm going to have that conversation. But, like, to reach someone who might be in Chicago or someone who might maybe from L.A., um, I hope that I can run into them, you know, when I'm doing, like, when I'm traveling or when I'm, you know, just doing other things, hiking, kayaking, and I hope that I can just have that conversation. Um, But I think it's just, it's on all of us to connect with each other. I think it's so easy to just go to Google or go on Facebook and like, you know, stay inside your echo chamber, right? Um, And I think that you have to get a little bit uncomfortable and you have to look at both sides. You have to, you know, uh, search up those people that can answer those questions and, you know, ask critical questions.
0: Now, guys, obviously we want more people to participate in the nba program and uh i guess there's a new program that's also uh uh, that's been announced uh chandler do you want to talk about uh, what what we're calling the uh trailblazers program
2: yeah it's it's really an exciting time to be involved with our beef advocacy training and engagement efforts at ncba and on behalf of our entire team it's just really again an incredible incredible blessing to be a manager and contractor to the beef checkoff and so i think everything that Marky shared and that we've kind of discussed today has really shown the success of the MBA program as a part of the beef Checkoff and, and really paying off for what producers invest into on a day to day basis. So uh, the trailblazers program is just building on that continued success of MBA and trailblazers have started this past year and we have our inaugural cohort And it's a group of 10 trailblazers who will uh, work to uh, just be trained, equipped, and and go out and build on conversations and really be activated with members of the media. So to Marky's point a few moments ago, seeking out those opportunities to be more active in local communities and expand upon our grassroots efforts, engage in those conversations, and not be as reactive moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. And what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I am going to be participating in the Trailblazers program, so I'm really excited because I think as advocates, we also need to continue our education. We need to brush up on our skills, and there's always something new to learn. I mean, social media advocacy, I think, is changing, you know, just as much as science is. You know, everything just changes so much, so I'm really excited to participate in this and learn how to be more effective with my message.
0: Am sorry, I, I just saw custard from Culver's. Everyone's packing the custard from Culver's around right now, and I'm like, yes. uh, where'd Sarah go? Yeah, <gasps> I, yeah I know. No, I, mean, no. I, I
2: actually just watched them put it out on the table right there, and I think oh. they just packed it all up, Lane. So oh. uh, fresh out.
0: Okay, Chandler, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> the custard uh, caught me off guard. It's okay. It's been a long convention. It caught me off guard <laughs> as well. So. oh, I, Sorry, they're carrying coolers. Okay, let's yeah. get back to the podcast, We guys. can go grab some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I think what really excites me the most about the Trailblazers program is having individuals like Markey as a part of this inaugural cohort. So uh, we really haven't uh, been proactive in the past in engaging with those stories. And so this group of 10 from six state beef councils is really going to do an incredible job at just portraying the daily lifestyle of cattle producers across the country. So I'm just really excited to get working with them in the next couple of weeks, starting with a a virtual kickoff event and then doing several in-person elements over the course of the next year.
0: And as uh, we look at this, obviously, it's a great way to advocate more, to get more involvement with it. And um, Paul, as we look for people that are listening to this show that are just maybe a little hesitant, maybe they haven't heard about it before, maybe they're just, I don't have time to participate how easy, how easy is it to get an MBA?
3: It's, it takes not as much time as you think it will. It, it honestly, like you could go minute by minute if you really had to break it down, if you only had a minute to, to get started, start there. Um, it's, it's it's as easy as going to the mastersofbeefadvocacy.com to get started, you sign up, you can get enrolled. And, and we, we really wanna just help, not hold your hand necessarily through the whole thing, but we are there every step of the way to, to troubleshoot and to help you get involved, whatever that looks like. I mean, advocacy can be as easy as talking to someone when you're in line at the grocery store to doing something like Marky's doing with the whole social media um, and, and sharing your story online. So it really can look any which way and we can help, help you however that should look for you.
0: And as uh, we have all those advocates out in the countryside, uh, Marky, what's your advice to folks since you are the advocate of the year? What uh, what's your advice to all those other advocates that uh, are doing this day in and day out on behalf of their own family businesses and U.S. producers nationwide? What's words of encouragement? What's words of encouragement to those that really maybe don't haven't haven't uh, felt like they can advocate, but uh, really could?
1: Well, the most important thing is to remember that your story matters. Your voice is important. It's very much needed, and you like I said before I keep saying it you have to insert yourself you have to take it upon yourself to say I am going to communicate my story because that's what's going to help advocate that's what's going to help with the beef industry like it's the most important thing people I think don't put a lot of weight on advocacy but that's really you know what's helping us and I think that I I just hope that people can see my story and see that I didn't even know what I was doing five years ago and I've gotten here and it's taken a lot of hard work, perseverance, you know, a lot of like doubting myself, but I just was consistent. I continued to strive to learn more myself and to become a better advocate, to become, you know, a stronger um, uh, communicator. And now I'm here and I think that that speaks a lot for, you know, people who feel like Maybe they don't belong or they're not qualified. Mm-hmm. Like, as long as you are working hard and trying to show that you're doing this work, you're going to be able to do it.
2: Yep. And, and at the end of the day, I just wanted to touch on a couple of thoughts that Marky just mentioned. That's what really matters is figuring out that starting point. And so, in, in our programs at NCBA, in advocating on, on behalf of the beef community, it, it really is important to acknowledge that everyone has a story. And so just getting out, starting to share, starting to recognize those some of those low-hanging fruit opportunities, whether it's working with a 4-H club or an FFA chapter, yeah. getting involved with your community leadership or elected officials, it's it's really easy to start in your own backyard and not forget that there are incredible opportunities in that community. And then as you begin to grow, look for those those chances to get involved with your state beef council and and interact with Paul and I because that's what we're here for. Okay. And without the support of beef producers like Marky, our advocate of the year, we we wouldn't even be here having this conversation. Yep.
3: Paul, any last thoughts? Well I think the the MBA program um and, and our beef advocacy programs are at a really exciting time with the rollout of Trailblazers. MBA just hit twenty thousand MBA graduates here. Um very recently so i think there's a lot of momentum there's a lot of people in that community so if you have no idea where to start like chandler said start where you're at um and and go through start by getting your mba and next up join the mba facebook group and if you're having issues or you're not quite sure where to start ask that question in in these spaces because there there's not just us that's there to help but a lot an uh an army of advocates really to to help you out in that journey
0: well again it's an exciting future for uh producers here in the U.S. and the industry, especially when we have advocates that can tell our story. And the more advocates out there, the more consumers understand what we Mm -hmm. do. Uh, Friends, again, thank you for joining us, Uh, Paul chandler and markey again congratulations on being an advocate of the year and uh check out uh, getting your mba at masters of beef advocacy online and uh again congratulations to Marky and uh, i look forward to getting a cab saw bottle sometime and uh congratulations <laughs> also on your uh, nuptials uh, coming up here soon too
1: thank you thank you so much
0: thanks for joining us guys
2: thank you lane
3: thanks
0: all right friends that'll do it for today's cattleman's call podcast i'm Lane northland we'll catch you next time Thanks for tuning in to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with Lane Nordland. For more information, visit ncba.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast
3: today.